Hello, Wesley. Every time we do our intro, it's different. <laughs> Every time. I'm getting used to it, though. You know, um, today has been a really, it's been a good day for me. It's been a good day. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and shift the, the perspective. <laughs> That's good. So you're learning to be optimistic. Yes. You know, I'm the type of person where, like, if there's technology breakdowns and whatnot, nothing drives me crazier than things breaking and not working that's out of my control. I hate it. You know what? It's funny because hearing you word it like that, that's a spiritual lesson. How you figure it? Everything got to be a spiritual lesson. So, for us, we believers, you know what we control? What, Wes? Nothing. Clearly. Clearly. Nothing. Because between the internet and my computer and just everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I've had stuff break. Come on. But I digress. <laughs> um, it is also Mental Health Month. Yeah. Which is interesting on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. Yeah. So this month, um, if you guys have been following along on Instagram, we have been doing these mental health month talks all month long. And our last one is tomorrow. Um, so Latoya Love came on. Uh, she's a therapist. She came on and, and chat with us. And then we had um, Kayla Mason, who's the founder of Breathe KC. She chat with us. And Kioma Atanmo came on the show. And um, she is the founder of Mindful Appetite. And so tomorrow we're going to have my best friend. I know y'all are hype oh because I Lord. talk about her on almost every, every episode. You <laughs> find a way to bring her in somewhere, somehow. Yes, yes. So she's going to be on. She's the CEO of Bedrock Coffee and Tea. So she's going to be on tomorrow. If you haven't been able to catch them, we do them live on Instagram. Um, but then we save them to our to our IGTV. They've been very, very good episodes. Yeah, I'm or really excited. IGTV, you know, I'm very, like, IG just ignorant. I know. Like, Wesley is the bomb at Facebook, and I'm the bomb at, at Instagram. But that's because you know why that is. I don't. It's because... I know what you're going to say, but... It's because you're Generation X. I'm not Generation X. And I'm a millennial. I'm not Generation X, okay? <laughs> You'll never and here's But here's that. the thing, though. My engagement on Facebook, and I don't even I don't even look for it. It just comes. Yes, it does. Instagram yeah. is a woman-dominated platform. That is true, too. But it doesn't change the fact that you are Generation X. I'm going to send you, <laughs> buy you a T-shirt that says Generation X. On it. And then I'm and then make sure I'm I'm across <laughs> it out and say not. I'm just an older I'm an elder millennial. You're what is I'm that? I'm an elder millennial. What's an elder millennial? I'm like the <laughs> first year of millennials. <laughs> you are generation X. It's okay, babe. I'm just not generation X. I'm not. Just own it. If You're like Mulan. You know how Mulan <laughs> was supposed to be a, a dude so uh, she could go, go in the army? You're like a generation Xer posing to be a millennial. <laughs> Generation X. Generation X year starts from the 60s to the 80s. We're not. Are you just the randomly end, Googled the start, it? The start date was 1965. For millennials? No, for Generation X. Oh, okay. And the end date, you ready for this? Yes. 1980. 
That's inaccurate. You were born in 82. Yeah. I say you are the last year of Generation X. Nobody cares about what you say. They do okay. care. No, they don't. They do care. <laughs> Nobody cares about what you say. You're so, so mad. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm a millennial. <laughs> we'll let you be a millennial I'm today. I'm an elder millennial. We're not. The start day for millennials is 1981. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, you said according, according to, to who? who? According to Wikipedia. Wikipedia? No, you know what's funny? Wikipedia, Wikipedia <laughs> is a nationally recognized credible source now. Oh and now gosh. they're saying Wikipedias are more of a credible source of evidence than the encyclopedia and anything what? else. Yeah, I just took a test on this. Did you really? Well, I do for a living. <laughs> outside of Grace and Grind. I yes. wish y'all could see his face. Yes. He's so mad right now. He's so, so anyway, mad. I'm an elder Millennial. Okay, Wesley. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, so on today's show, <clears throat> I'm super excited about this. Um, Naomi is going to be joining us. She is the founder of Healthy and Well and is a brand that I have been following on Instagram. We've actually we've actually never met in person. Um, we've known each other through Instagram, and she is just an absolute doll. Hey guys, how's it going? Really good. How you doing? good. So you do go by Naomi Brooke, right? Well, <laughs> my dad would kill me for this. So my name is Naomi Hutchinson, but on my like social media, I'll do like Naomi Brooke. Um, but for this purpose, Naomi Hutchinson. Okay. My dad would kill me if I just <laughs> drop my last name. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, awesome. So we are so excited that you are here. Healthy and Well is just an amazing brand. It's an awesome platform. Um, Can you go ahead and just tell us about it? Um, Tell us about that and the Black Pages. I saw something on your website called the Black Pages and just how all of that came to be. Yes, of course. Um, So Healthy and Well, I call it my baby because I just, I love it so much, and I really put my heart and my soul into it. Um, but what it is is a holistic health and wellness brand. Um, currently, we have a virtual studio um, that has, like, on-demand yoga and meditation classes. Um, we also do wellness workshops. Um, and then what you mentioned, our Black Pages, is a digital directory of Black women in wellness. And uh, it's honestly an homage to my parents. My mom actually did a who's who in Black South Florida that highlighted Black professionals. And then my dad uh, took that over once she uh, passed on. And so he has his own business that does the same type of thing and events. And so when I started my own health and wellness journey, I was like, where are the Black professionals in this field? Because I know they're out there and I just want to see more. I want to see Black yoga teachers. I want to see Black nutritionists and all these different people and so through my own research I was like I should like put this into a book and so I did that and not really knowing what would come of it but it was a really really cool way to find more people and to connect and you know that's how I found you and Grace and Grind so it was really cool and that was only a year ago um Healthy and Well really just started as an Instagram page back in April of last year and then it's just kind of grown from there as I've gone deeper in my wellness, um, I've just had more offerings of things to put out uh, for people my age and older um, and younger as well. 
So you said your business started April of last year? Yes, it was actually it was April 22nd um, when I started my Instagram page. And it was honestly just to document my own journey. And then from there, it grew. And um, I had this vision board. And for a while, I, I knew that it was going to be called Healthy and Well, but I didn't even realize where it came from. It actually came from my vision board. I have something on there that says Healthy and Well. And I would just say that every day. And then I guess subconsciously it was there. So when I started the page, I just knew that that would be the name of it. That is insane because April 22nd <laughs> is literally the day that we started We started Grace and Grind, yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yep. That is. That's crazy. That is insane. So the podcast came out on January 24th. Uh-huh. And then we mm-hmm. filed our articles of organization and became an official LLC on April 22nd. Yep. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, it I is. That. Spirituality is one aspect of healthcare that we feel gets swept under the rug or kind of grouped in with mindfulness. What are your thoughts on spiritual self care and how it intertwines with other health and wellness practices? Yeah, um, wow. I think that, that one, that's a great question. Um, and spiritual self-care is something that I really cannot live without. Um, I think it is interesting how everything just comes like in this little package where everything's just thrown together. But, you know, it is something separate. And sometimes it gets forgotten about. Um, when I first started doing things with health and wellness, people were just thinking that it was fitness and just working out and things like that. And my whole thing is like, it's holistic. So it's not just about your body. It's about your mind. It's about your spirit. Um, and I think that without having that spiritual component, it's hard to really um, be in tune with yourself. And then also with your healing. Um, a lot of the work that I do with wellness is healing for me. And I don't think that I would get those benefits if I didn't have a spiritual practice, if I wasn't Um, using my relationship with God to get me through the day or really journaling to check in with myself and my my mental and emotional well-being. So I think it's very important. Um, I think it should have its own little space that it's focused on and that it's honestly bigger than uh, mindfulness, which mindfulness is great, but I think it is even bigger than that. Definitely. We love how you implement your faith into your yoga which is really like mm. something that we don't talk about a lot of Christian culture or we can call it taboo. So what do you think about yeah. the idea that <laughs> yoga is unbiblical and how do you make peace for practicing it with being a believer? Ooh. All right. This is a question <laughs> right here. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be honest. This is a question um, that I couldn't wait yeah. to ask you for you to answer actually myself. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, this is my first time having to like speak about this. I've had my own thoughts about it. But I think when it comes to me making peace with it, it's all about knowing my intention. When mm-hmm. I stepped into practicing yoga, it was a personal practice. I actually, I took one yoga class in person like two years ago. But when I really started practicing regularly, it was at home. You know, it was during the pandemic. It was doing my own thing and just kind of like, Um, just stepping onto the mat with the intention that, you know, God is going to meet me here as well and not really um, going into it for the the depth of yoga because there's Mm -hmm. so much to it. And it's like the deeper you go, the more you see, okay, maybe, you know, these salutations are 
more so like geared towards uh, the deities and the gods and things like that. Um, but I think it's one, the intentionality, um, two, knowing who your source is. And I know that God is my provider. He's my father. He's my source. So just keeping that in mind and also knowing, okay, if, if God's putting a nudge on my heart to maybe step away from the practice, then trusting that that's what you should do. But in all honesty, I don't think that it should be a problem for Christians to practice yoga. I think if anything, it can, you know, add to our faith journey. Um, Yoga is a space where we can actually be still. I think it's helped me to do that, to honestly just sit on the mat, to meditate. Um, I'll often do my devotional and my Bible study, and then I'll get on the mat. And then by the end of it, I'll be sitting in Shavasana. And that's the time that I can listen um, to what God used to tell me or put on my heart or allow the Holy Spirit to work uh, within me. So I I don't think that it should be taboo. Um, I get some of the fears and things about it, but it's all about really just trying it for yourself. And then if you step into a class where you feel uncomfortable or maybe it's conflicting with your views, then, you know, maybe try a different class because there are, you know, different thoughts out there. But I'm definitely not against it. I've talked to yoga teachers who are also reverend, um, yoga mm-hmm. teachers who are Christian. Um, so I think it's it's okay in my book. So for me, I've, I practice yoga like very, very minimal. And this, this is one of the things mm-hmm. I ask myself, like how was your journey when you started to where you are now just with practicing yoga and going through that journey of, is it biblical, is it not biblical, setting your intentions? Like how was that journey for you? I think when I first started practicing yoga, I knew that there was, you know, that mind, body, spirit connection, but I think I went into it more so for the physicality initially, because I do have a background in dance and, um, it's like a confined version of, of movement and dancing, you know, being on the mat. And then also it was a huge self-care component for me. I'm a young woman who's single and in order to help me kind of break some bad relationship patterns, I had to do self-care and really invest in myself and do things that bring me joy. And so yoga kind of became that companion for me. Um, And then as far as I, uh, or sorry, as I continued on my journey with it, I learned more about yoga. I learned more about some of the ideologies and some of them do, you know, go hand in hand with uh, what the Bible says, but through it all, I had to keep God as, you know, number one. I had to know that like when I'm stepping onto the mat, I'm not just saying, oh, this is only me. It's all about me and myself. It's like, no, like I'm here so that God can work through me. So I just think that that has been the most important thing. And just keeping my eyes open and aware to what is out there has helped as well because it's easy to get wrapped up. It's easy to go from just practicing yoga to then falling into the like new age spirituality and just like kind of diving into that. And then just prayer, because if I ever feel, you know, a little antsy about something or maybe unsure, you know, I pray about it. And I've I've done that. There was a a woman who was a huge yoga teacher, like master teacher, and she stepped away from the practice. And she did these like Instagram live talking about it. And so I had to reflect and say, well, like, do I need to step away from the practice? But after much like prayer and just thinking about it, I was like, no, I don't think that you know, her journey necessarily has to be mine and in the way that I practice yoga. So I think it's just being in constant communication with God and knowing what's best for you. That is so, oh my God, that's so freeing just hearing you talk about that. It's real. Like I I have a little thing in my notes where I was thinking like, 
should I, you know, maybe rename or relanguage how I talk about my yoga classes? And then also, you know, as a yoga teacher, you have a responsibility to take care of your students. And I wouldn't want anyone to come to my class and then feel led astray um, in any way. If anything, I want them to feel closer to the presence of God. So, yeah, it's, it's real. I recently started working on my own yoga certification and yeah, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, I'm one of those it took people... me a while, so I, that's, that's great because it, it could be with the pandemic and everything. Yes, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I'm one of those people where it's like I'm probably always going to be earning some type of degree or some type of certification <laughs> in something, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just blown away. I'm not too far into it yet, but with what I've learned so far, before we've even learned any type of moves at all, I'm just blown away by how intricate that intertwining is of just that mindfulness piece and Mm. making sure that we practice what we preach and how it's about at the core of yoga is this idea of taking care of each other and our world and it's just it's really really good you just like gave me goosebumps because i i just did a um it's a trauma-informed mindfulness teacher training that i recently completed and it was the same it was like when i did my yoga teacher training i learned those same things and of course they they tell you stuff in the beginning like yoga is not a religion yoga is this and it's not that um just to give you that kind of clarity but that mindfulness component i think is so important um, I think it learning some of those things that helps me to understand even the Bible more, like yes. through my like mindfulness, trauma informed training, the idea or the, um, the affirmation that love is compassion and not judgment yes. was very, uh, it was just throughout the whole training. And although I love, you know, first Corinthians 13, it says love is patient and kind, which is all that sometimes hearing something in a different way can like really change your awareness and like adding that on that yes love is patient and kind it's also compassion and it's not judgment um that helps me to really live out that scripture even more and how I interact with myself and how I interact with others yeah you know I feel like not just with yoga but also like with meditation and other just mindful practices and whatnot I feel like sometimes the what I call the IACC. Here she go. Here she go. I call it the IACC, the Institute of American Church Culture. I feel like mm. sometimes we as believers don't know the difference between defending biblical truth and living biblically and defending church culture. And and doing yes. things that I, oh that adhere God. to church culture. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff where we've just kind of given away our power and completely disregarded what the truth of God's word is in favor of mm-hmm. adhering to these church culture standards. And yeah. I, it drives me crazy. It's so true. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a fine line. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Are there certain sequences of moves or salutations that you won't do because they they do honor 
Hindu gods and goddesses? Honestly, I'll, I'll say just no. Um, I did hear about that and with the woman who stepped away from her practice. She did mention that. And so I took some time to sit with that. And I just realized for myself that, like, when I'm doing a sun salutation, I'm in no way, you know, trying to honor a Hindu god. That's not my intention at all. Um, I'm focusing on my breath. I'm focusing on finding length in my arms. Um, I'm being present, um, but not anything other than that. So I think, you know, although I did take what she said and I was like, okay, like I understand that that is um, maybe where the movement came from. I also know like, okay, when I'm practicing it, I'm not, you know, focusing on that. But I, I don't think that there's been anything that I've been like, okay, no, I'm not going to do this or that. I do think maybe when it comes to certain meditations, I use a uh, insight timer a lot. Yeah. And so I will have some discernment, you know, with what meditations I do and kind of just getting more of the background of the facilitator to make sure that I'm not doing anything that would maybe not be right for my, my spirit and my faith walk. In my yoga teacher training, they never really mentioned that. So like when we learned our poses, it was never like, oh, this pose is for like Hindu gods, such and such. So right. that kind of made me feel better about it, that it was more so just about the movement and the alignment and the like physical benefits of like releasing lower back pain and stuff like that. Yes. Mm. And you know what? With you even saying that, one of the things that I have learned so far is how when yoga was brought over to to our country, the intent of it was to focus on the fitness component of it as opposed to the religious component of it. So that's really good. That's really good to know. For people who are like, you know what, I've listened, I've informed myself and whatnot, but yoga isn't for me. Are there any alternatives? Like the first thing that comes to my mind is like maybe Pilates, but are there any alternatives that you would recommend to people who just really feel in their gut or in their spirit that conviction not to practice yoga? Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, and technically this is kind of a part of yoga, but if you are not um, resonating with the physical practice of yoga, but you still want maybe the spiritual and mental health benefits, just be still. Take five minutes, set a timer on your phone, Sit down, turn off the TV, put your phone down, close your eyes, and just breathe and be still. That will give you the benefits of yoga, even if you don't, you know, maybe resonate with the physical practice or you don't think that it's in alignment with your faith and your biblical um, teaching. Breathing is not unbiblical. Um, being still is not <laughs> unbiblical. So I would say definitely, definitely start there. Um, and if it's maybe the physical aspect that you do want, but you don't think that uh, yoga is getting you there, then yeah, go for Pilates or go for some other fitness type of exercises. Like I've, I like cycling, doing different things like that can definitely help you. I do think, though, that as I've gotten deeper into yoga, I've realized that for me, it's not so much about being physical as it is about being present and allowing myself to be. Um, we do so much in a day. We do so much in our lives and we don't really take the time to be still. And maybe that's because stillness is uncomfortable or we know that if we are still, some things will come up that we may have been suppressing. But I would just say for anyone, just take the time to just sit down, stop 
doing so much and just breathe and be um, and give yourself that moment. Yeah. With you saying that about just the stillness and whatnot, that's actually one of the things that kind of drew me to yoga was how in the Mm -hmm. foundation of it is the mindfulness, the stillness, the breath work before you even get into any movement. So, so yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. When it comes to me and my daughter's haircuts, I don't mess around. That's why we go to Tasha Houston Hair Studio in Overland Park, Kansas. Let me tell you something. Tasha is a straight up G with the blade. She has over 20 years of experience as a barber and has won numerous awards for her styles, including Best Stylist at the 2020 Kansas City People's Choice Awards. If you're ready for Tasha to hook you up, visit her online at TashaHouston.co. That's T-O-S-H-A Houston.co. Hello, everyone. This is Brad Burrow with Real Media. We're a proud sponsor of the Grace and Grind podcast. We love the message and we love Wesley and Carissa. If your organization needs help with a video and content execution strategy, TV spots, promotional videos, animation, or even podcasting, give us a call. We've got the tools, talent, and experience you need to get your message in front of your audience. We call it content that roars. Reach out today at 913-754-1901 or realmediakc.com. At Grace and Grind, we believe that self-care is the most selfless thing that you can do. And another thing that we really admire about you is how you focus not only on self-care in terms of the ideology behind it, but you focus on like sustainable self-care. What are some ways people can ensure their self-care practices are able to be maintained and upheld on a regular basis? Yes. Oh, I love this question. And I just, I love self-care. Like, I love it so much. Um, honestly, I say keep it fun and make it, something that you enjoy um you know I was I was watching something the other day and it was like oh don't call your lunch break your lunch break like call it reset Mm. and self-care is like a reset so like when I make my schedule I'll put in like a self-care break um so that I know like this is my time to like do something that I enjoy and uh I have a few self-care practices you know I do my yoga I do my journaling um sometimes it's treating myself to a nice meal or really just being present as I'm cooking and playing some music that I like and making it a whole experience. It's going outside, being in nature, going on a walk. And probably my favorite is reading books. I think one, I just enjoy reading and two, it always just fills me up. But as far as making it sustainable and easy to maintain, I say start small. Like sometimes people hear self-care and they're like, so I have to self-care like all day, like 24 hours a day. And it, it feels like overwhelming, like how am I supposed to fit this into my schedule or whatever. Um, but I say start with like five or 10 minutes a day. Um, maybe on your self-care break, you just go for a walk. And instead of like doing all these things at the same time as you're walking, such as like listening to music and being on the phone or trying to like respond to emails or whatever, just allow yourself to be present and to walk and just see how that feels. Notice like what that does for your mind and for your spirit. Um, and then also maybe have an accountability partner. I did a 30 day self-care challenge last year and each day we would do something different for self-care. 
and just seeing other people doing it at the same time made it, you know, one, easier to do and hold yourself accountable, but two, it just made it so much more fun. It's like, well, it's, there's so many things that we can do to take care of ourselves. Um, so it's like, why not, you know, do this? Um, so those are just my own tips. One, you know, make it start small and then two, like, make sure that it's fun. And if you get into a routine where you feel like whatever you're doing for self-care isn't serving you, know that you can change that up um, and don't feel like it's so regimented and your self-care has to be the same thing every single day. So I heard you say reading books. Just curious, what's the last book you read? Oh, yes. I'm so glad you asked the question. So <laughs> right now I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading The Art of Communicating by Thich Nhat Hanh. And then before that, I read All About Love by Bell Hook. And ooh, so good. I highly recommend <laughs> both of these books. Awesome. When it comes to being a leader in the health and wellness space, it's not uncommon for friends and family to like roll their eyes and poke fun and just not take it seriously, which can be super discouraging when you understand how serious health and wellness is. What is your advice to people who are trying to be the change that they want to see? Ooh, I like this question. I'll say in the beginning, I, I mean, I had my Instagram page, so my family like knew that I was doing it, but during this pandemic, I've had some opportunity to go home and spend time with family for like months at a time. So when they see me doing my practices, I'm like, I'm getting up and I'm doing yoga or like I'm eating this and not that, you know, at first there was, there was some jokes. My grandmother, she's from Kentucky. So she's trying to make me fried chicken. And I'm like, <laughs> Graham's like, I don't eat that like that anymore. So um, there was like a running joke, like, oh, you're a vegan. And I would tell them like, you know, I'm a pescatarian. I still eat fish. I just, you know, make sure I eat more vegetables and try to stay away from fried foods and processed foods and stuff like that. But it took a minute for them to really understand it. So there were, there were jokes at first, but I will say now they're all about it. And they, you know, look to me as the little guru, the guru and they'll be like, oh, well, Naomi, what do you know about this? And can you make me a meal plan? And uh, how do I do yoga? And so it's it's definitely shifted. I even was able to do a Christmas yoga class with my family, which was really, really sweet. Um, but I will say it's not always like that. I do feel that um, even though I don't get it from my family and my friends, just being a young person, I'm 23 years old, and people my age aren't really thinking about, you know, health and wellness right now right um and they're also not super concerned with um just self-healing and how to be more loving and more compassionate to others so I do sometimes feel like a little isolated in that realm and knowing that I'd rather stay home and have an early night and read books whereas my peers would like to go out and party or whatever um but I just remember my why and I remember um the impact that I um have had so far and I can continue to have just as long as I stay true to myself and I and I remember um the benefits of the work that I'm doing um I also remind myself that I don't have to have it all together um this is a journey that I'm going to be constantly evolving and growing and learning at um and so I don't have to be the expert and just allowing myself to remain the student always and not feel like I have to be the teacher and uh tell everybody everything um, gives me more peace and allows me to uh, give myself more grace and just trust the process 
and not uh, get too ahead of myself. Recently, we've become very aware of what we call conscious consumption and just being mindful of what we feed ourselves. Not only literal food, but what we watch, listen to, etc. What are your thoughts on conscious consumption? Okay, so I clearly, I love all the questions, but this one, I'm like, yes. Because immediately, my mind goes to social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Oh my gosh. Like I, I think about it too. I, I love to journal. And so one time I was doing like a, actually I would say it's more of like a writing exercise. And I was like, what goes on in my mind? Like when I'm scrolling. Um, and so I just started to really notice, you know, what's happening. If I'm seeing certain things on social media, am I starting to feel insecure? Am I starting to feel jealous? Am I just starting to feel uneasy? And just being aware of those things and knowing that when I see stuff, like I'm consuming it, not just consuming food. um, I'm also consuming my surroundings. And I just think that if you are aware, then you can kind of change some of your patterns. So now I put like a limit on my social media. It can maybe sound extreme to some, but I do like I'll I'll stop it at like 10 o'clock at night and then it comes back on at like 9 a.m. the next day because I want to make sure that when I get up in the morning, I don't get stuck scrolling on social media and then feeling bad about myself. And then I'm trying to start my day and I'm feeling like, oh, I can't do anything or I'm not good enough because that's real. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that really listening to yourself and then also taking action. Cause sometimes we have that awareness, but we don't do anything about it. So awareness without action is really just nothing. Um, so you got to have both. And I think it's also about knowing how we feel when we're around certain people, uh, when we're in certain places. I think a lot about vibrations too. Um, like, does this bring my vibration higher? Does this make me feel good? Or is this like a low vibrational energy? And if I come into a space where it's like low vibes, like what can I do to feel better? Do I need to go pray for a minute? Do I need to just take a second and breathe? But but yeah, I think that conscious consumption is something that should be talked about more, especially especially in this digital age. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, man. Especially when you talk about social media. But the thing that caught caught uh, my attention to what you just said is awareness without action that's where i'm at in my life right now yeah having all this awareness and to be honest with you yeah. a lot of no action so like yeah that hit me that hit me in the core mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and honestly too i mean it's it's hard when you think about it because when you do become aware sometimes hyper aware you're like, oh, dang, like there's a lot of stuff I may need to act on and change, um, which is which is fine. But also knowing that action can be small steps over time that can lead to big change. So don't feel like it's a thing where, okay, I need to completely change my life and just do a complete 180. Um, but just be aware and take small steps. Like even for me, when I brought up the compassion versus judgment thing, I'm aware of more things than that, but by focusing on that one thing for the past two weeks, it has helped me immensely. That's so dope. Mm, thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Naomi, is there anything else you want to add? Honestly, I just say, like, prioritize yourself. Um, it, it sounds, like, simple. Like, of course, you know, we care about ourselves, but, like, really, really think about how much time you give to yourself to just be how much love you give yourself, 
how you treat others and how sometimes we may treat others better than they treat ourselves. And just start with that first and just be more loving, um, be more kind to yourself, know that there's no rush in life. Yeah, I feel like especially my generation, we think we have to have it all figured out by 30. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like we can relax a little bit. We can yes. enjoy our lives. Um, we don't have to always worry about getting to the bag and all that kind of stuff. Like just be present, be the best version of you that you can be. And that can be the best gift that we give to the world. Awesome. Please check out our virtual studio. Um, we just finished doing some virtual classes uh, with a tiny desk concert series. I love tiny desk concert. So we did some yoga to that. Um, a little bit of her, some Chloe and Pally for my, my young women out there. Yes. Um, and then just know that there'll be new classes uploaded um, each month for yoga, for meditation. I'm also looking to get some fitness content up there as well. And then just to follow our Instagram page, we post daily. Um, Lots of inspiration, lots of good uh, information as well to help you live healthy and well every day. What's your website and your Instagram? Yes. So our Instagram handle is at underscore healthy and well, and that is and spelled out, A-N-D. And then our website is healthyandwell.online. Yay. That was good. (laughs) That was was real good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you. This was so much fun. And thank you just for having me on here. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, for no sure. problem. No problem at all. Yes. Well, you have a good one. We'll chat soon. Yes. Thank you. You all too. That was so dope. That was dope. I learned a whole lot. I did too. Listening to her talk about yoga. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I just she, feel good. And she's 23. Yeah, she's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but she sounds so wise though like i know, I know a lot of 23 year olds they don't, talk they don't have that energy <laughs> or that wisdom or vibration and no diss to yes. generation z right. you know what i'm saying right. but it's good to know some elders of generation z too <laughs> <laughs> yes she's a wise one honey for sure yeah i know i wasn't thinking or talking like that when i was 23 honey you <laughs> no, you can't even say nothing because you didn't even know me when I was twenty three. See there, you so. I married you when you was twenty five. I know you didn't meet me till I was twenty four, and then we got married. That's when I was close 25. enough to twenty three. I have a good idea how you was at twenty three, <laughs> and I've been married to you for ten years. I'm pretty sure I have a very good educated guess and hypothesis of how you was at twenty three. I was I was your typical twenty three year old millennial, and we're gonna leave it at that. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> when I was 23, I was trying to play football somewhere. You were doing Generation X things. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is it for us for this show, for this episode of the Grace and Grind podcast. Make sure you connect with us on social media. We're on everything at Grace and Grind Co. New articles are out every single month on the first of the month. Um, you can check those out at Grace and Grind. Co. Oh, you know what? Speaking of what she said about um, social media and whatnot, we have a really good article out this month on um, how to develop a healthy relationship with Instagram. So make sure you go check that out. Also, listener support is important. Like, yo, help us take this show to the next level and continue to deliver really good content to you guys by um, signing on as a 
as a supporter of the podcast, which you can do also at graceandbrian.co. Okay, that's it. That's everything I've got. Bye, y'all. Deuces.